Hello my lovely listeners my name is Ghazal and I welcome you all to my podcast of Holy Bhagavad Gita and I call it as podcast with Ghazal In the last chapter we discussed the act and accurate form of devotion as bhakti yoga and today we are going to take one step forward and we are going to talk about quite an intense topic which is chapter 13 from holy bhagavad gita as kshetra kshetragya yoga also called as purush and prakriti this chapter was the most heavy and the intense chapter for me so far in bhagavad gita because everything is too much related to spirituality that it is bit difficult to concise it out and present it to you all just via audio so i would request you all to just pay attention to this chapter because i'm trying to simplify it down for you all so that you all can understand the root of this chapter which is wonderfully explained by lord krishna although i'm not going to be as good as lord krishna but i will try my level best so let's get to the terminologies as it says kshetra kshetragya what is kshetra kshetra meaning the field of activity the field where all the activities are being performed and have undertaken kshetragya what is kshetragya the one who has a knowledge and awareness to understand all the doings which is happening in it so the knower is called the kshetragya coming down to another term associated to this chapter as purush and prakriti now if you sort the meaning down you actually know the meaning the literal meaning is shiv representing human creator and destroyer and shakti as energy the energy which is being put into the process of creation or destruction like shiv shakti because without these two stable yet eternal power the word and the universe won't exist shiva implies as a creator and a destroyer because the one who has a power to create also has a power to destroy and shakti means urja as energy all the energy you need to get the process of creation or destruction done now lord krishna says our body is a kshetra it's a field wherein all the activities are performed including all the thought process behavioral patterns etc therefore the man who is intelligent is always aware what is happening inside the body about their thought process about their behavior the character the ethics values of life in spite of knowing all that the kshetragya the knower is always aware that the reality and the truth of this world is only the atma which resides in him hence being kshetragya is recommended common behavioral patterns like human nature like normal human nature 
five sense organs character development belief values desire tangled in greed etc all these factors exist in each one of us but the one who knows the difference between the execution of these elements in life becomes his respective karm if they decide to subside the consciousness and believe in the materialistic happiness misleading family bonds opposite regime show off becomes their priority therefore they perform the karm as per their priority because that's what their consciousness is allowing them to do hence they can never be free from the cycle of birth and death and they keep wasting their various and several birth now this was one aspect of this chapter guys let's talk about the another aspect which focuses on purush and prakriti because it's all interrelated the supreme lord is only one now that's the root of this chapter there is only one entity we all are worshiping too the supreme lord is outside and inside of all beings guys listen to this carefully okay he is moving and stationary at the same time he is subtle and beyond any sort of mental and sensory comprehensions he appears to be far but he is near though he appears to be divided among various living beings but he is undivided he is the only one entity who creates and destroys anything he wants now guys listen to this example so that you all can understand it says he appears to be divided among living beings but he is undivided meaning if you take a earthen pot and you just keep it on an empty space the space was already there you just interfered a earthen pot in it now that space sufficed inside that earthen pot the space is still there but it appears to be divided by the earthen pot but the truth is the space is not divided so basically anything which you see living and non living around you is present because it was being made present to you by the senses of god the meaning is very simple god is one we might practice various values rituals to attain him but the truth prevails which is he resides in us and outside us if you would like to attain god as i have mentioned in the previous chapters as well lord krishna has described various ways to attain param brahm parmatma it was like why i'm meditating you can do your karma without being associated to the fruits of it by introspecting by executing right values 
which shows clearly in your agendas of life and if you would be able to practice all of this or even one of this or you keep your karma clean and surrender all your karma to lord krishna you will be able to attain param brahm space is vast and unending although it appears that it is getting divided but it's actually not it is just an illusion because that's how the world runs what we see we believe in it but we but what we can't see does not mean that it doesn't exist we should definitely try to discover with the power of introspection and meditation that whatever is around us whatever is in us even of the minute of the minute decision you take in life is being performed by the will of god this one power which we refer to as god in various ways is almighty supreme param brahm parmatma is the one who is ruling protecting and deciding above all of us therefore we should not waste time thinking that we are the doers because we can never be a doers we are just a performers and this performance script is being written by god we can't do anything without his discretion and as i stated earlier guys i am pretty sure it was quite a heavy session for you all as it was also for me and it was bit difficult for me to precise out everything because it is actually a very detailed chapter but i tried my best to put it down for you um if you have heard it attentively i'm sure you would be able to understand the spiritualism uh which was hidden in it and i'm sure if you meditate or introspect you will be able to understand it in a better way if you are listening to this chapter in the night i think you will also get some chills and goosebumps and i would definitely get back to you all very soon in the next chapter which is chapter 14 where we are going to take this chapter further on and associate it with three gunas which wherein we talk about the human behavioral patterns and the chapter is like tre vibhag yog and we will talk about different behavioral patterns in human nature and then it will be easier for you to classify and introspect yourself more till then i think this is the right time to sign off guys and my name is ha- gazal shrivastava hari krishna